Hey, I'm Tom Power. I'm the host of the podcast Q with Tom Power, where we talk to all kinds of artists, actors, writers, musicians, painters. We had Green Day on the other day talking about their huge album, American Idiot. Nicole Byer came on to talk about ADHD and comedy. And then there's Dan Levy. While we were talking about filmmaking, we talked about his insecurities. I sometimes feel like I have this desire to, like, perform, to be a version of myself that people might like. Listen to Q with Tom Power to hear your favorite artists as they truly are wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hello and welcome to Laugh Out Loud. I'm your host, Ali Hassan. Have you had your fill of Christmas music and shopping malls and office holiday parties yet? I hope not because there's still more than two weeks left until the big day. But if you do need a little break from it all, I have some great holiday gift ideas that don't require you to leave your home. I'll share those with you in just a bit. But first, let's kick off the show with some great comedy. If you're a regular listener to Laugh Out Loud or to CBC's The Debaters, you will recognize this first comedian and his unmistakable voice, rhythm, and talent. From Accent on Toronto this past fall, here is John Steinberg. Hey there. How's it going? Good to hear. So I've been trying to take better care of myself. Got one of those smart electric toothbrushes recently. You guys seen these? Four of you have? All right. This joke's gonna go over huge. (laughs) For the rest of you, just so we're on the same page, uh, basically what it is, it's like a regular electric toothbrush, but it connects to an app on your phone. Then after you're done brushing, it tells you how you could have brushed better. Yeah, it's handy. It's saving me a lot of time, too. Used to be every morning, I'd wake up, I'd brush my teeth, and then I would fail at something. Yeah, this cuts out a whole step. Sets the tone for the day early. So sometimes uh, after a show, someone will come up to me and they'll ask me if I really talk like this in real life. (laughs) And I tell them that I do. And then usually they say something like, wow, you must be high like all the time. (laughs) That's not it actually. I actually had a brain tumor when I was a kid. Yeah, I had it removed when I was 11. You know, they don't let you keep your tumor. (laughs) It's true. I asked the nurse. She said, what do you need it for? I said, what do you need it for? (laughs) 
Anyhow, I had it removed, and uh, I'm all right now, but, but that's why I talk like this. That plus I'm high all the time. So. <laughs> So I'm getting older. Anybody else here? <laughs> Couple people. Yeah, a lot of my friends are starting to have kids. Yeah, my one buddy, he's, uh, he's expecting his first baby with his wife, and he's really, really excited about it. Like, he's obsessed with this person that he hasn't even met yet. Which to me is crazy. Because when I'm obsessed with someone I haven't even met yet, like the new weather lady from my local CP24 broadcast, <laughs> apparently that's creepy. <laughs> really, it's not all that different. I'm also prepping my spare room. <laughs> so I do this for a living now. Uh, it's not bad. Actually, sometimes I think... Uh, Stand-up comedian is just like a, like a fake job that somebody made up to keep people like me from handling your food. <laughs> Everybody wins in that one. That <laughs> yeah, but I fly a lot... Uh, yeah, I noticed recently Pearson's got these uh, Best Buy vending machines now. Yeah, you can buy an iPad or a laptop from a vending machine. I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> Seen people lose it, nearly destroy a vending machine because their bag of chips got stuck. <laughs> Imagine if that bag of chips cost $800. You're gonna burn down your whole airport. <laughs> yeah, I'm a non-confrontational person myself. I'd probably just buy a second iPad. <laughs> Hope that dislodges the first one. <laughs> yeah, but I get to travel a lot. Uh... It's good to be back here in Toronto, actually. So I perform in a lot of small towns, and I know a lot of other comedians uh, complain about that, but I kind of like it. Because in small towns, people will want to hang out with me after the show. <laughs> yeah, they got nothing better to do. <laughs> but they always have this one friend they want me to meet who's not even there. They're like, you're going to love this guy. He's exactly like you. Except he doesn't do comedy. I don't really have the heart to tell him, but the, 
The comedy is kind of my one redeeming feature. <laughs> I don't think I want to meet this guy. <laughs> Sounds like kind of a mess. Hey there. What's her name? You, yes. Michelle. Michelle. Nice. What do you do for a living, Michelle? Uh, communications. Communications. Wow, that's vague. <laughs> I got nothing funny to say about that, Michelle. Here's what we're going to do instead, Michelle. <laughs> we're going to say you work for the Humane Society. <laughs> yeah, because I do have a joke about that. <laughs> now it's going to appear spontaneous. I was just watching a telethon for the Humane Society last night. You know, they're kind of hypocritical. Because if they have two dogs, which no one will adopt, they'll just kill both dogs. Yet if I want to adopt the same two dogs and stage a dog fight that would kill only one dog... Yeah, apparently that's cruel. It's... What do you think about that, Michelle? Yeah. See? Well, Michelle's good with it. She works there, so. Yeah, so I've been living here in Toronto a while now. Uh, I like it. One thing that does bug me about this city, I'll be walking around downtown, and I'll see a building with a giant video screen on it. On the same block, I'll see a homeless guy out in the street begging for change. You'd think with all our money, we'd be able to afford electric fences. Restrict them to the alleyways. <laughs> but yeah, despite that, this is the best city in the country. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know that with confidence, because I've been to all five cities. This is the best one. But by a round of applause, how many of you guys think we live in the best country in the world? Almost half of you do. It's good. I'm with you guys. 
I think we probably live in the best country in the world. I don't know if it's the best country for everybody, but I know it's the best country for one group of people in particular. And that's poor kids who just want to play hockey. <laughs> yeah, because we have charities for them here. A lot of other countries, they don't consider that a legitimate charitable cause. Yeah, we have donation boxes, a Canadian tire, used equipment drives, hockey camps for poor kids. Got hockey camps for disabled kids too. My buddy Toby went to one. He's deaf. He went to deaf hockey camp. He told me that deaf hockey is exactly the same as regular hockey. <laughs> Yeah, the only difference is in deaf hockey. When somebody drops the gloves, you don't know if they want to fight you or trash talk you in sign language. <laughs> yeah, we've even got hockey for people with no legs now. It's true. Yeah, it's called sledge hockey, actually. An interesting story how that was first developed. They did a survey of disabled Canadians from all over the country, and they asked how their lives could be improved. And the answers came back almost unanimous. Better access to public transit. And we said, we think there's a way you can play hockey. <laughs> yeah, it was a compromise. <laughs> I'm not making fun of sledge hockey, though. Uh... If you get a chance to watch it, you should. It's actually very exciting. We got a great men's sledge hockey team. Came in second at the last two Paralympics. We got a great women's sledge hockey team too. They're just horribly underfunded. Yeah, it's bad enough that women's athletics get half the funding of men's athletics. To find out that half women get half what half men get. <laughs> It's like half of half. <laughs> Quarter. Well, if there's one thing I'm good at, it's reading an audience. <laughs> and I can tell at this point in the show, a lot of you guys are looking at each other, shaking your heads, thinking, When's he going to do a joke about shopping for a birthday present for his grandpa?
Well, the wait is over. Because just the other day, I was at the Eaton Center just looking for a birthday present for my grandpa. Just looking around in one of those gift shops, just thinking of picking up one of those world's greatest grandpa coffee mugs. Yeah, then I noticed they had four of them. Yeah, that forced me to question the credibility of this award. So I made him a mug myself. Said, greatest grandpa regional qualifier. It's a bit more realistic. Thank you. That is John Steinberg. Do yourself a favor and head to his website, john-steinberg.com, and get a copy of his album, Between Me and the Wall. Another favor that you can do for yourself is to go to our show's website, cbc.ca slash laughoutloud, because we are hitting the road in January and doing three live comedy shows in different cities across Canada with incredible lineups of comedians. On Saturday, January 27th, we'll be back at the Icebreakers Comedy Festival in Niagara-on-the-Lake for our first show of 2024. The lineup includes Keith Pedro, Gavin Stevens, Ali Pierce, Matt Wright, and more. And on Friday, February 16th, Laugh Out Loud will be in Ottawa at the Schenkman Center for the Arts with a lineup that includes Martha Chavez, Montreal's Joey Elias, Leonard Chan, just to name a few. And finally, on March 6th, we will be at the Yukon Arts Center in Whitehorse with a lineup that includes Ivan Decker, Charlie Demers, Celeste Lampa, and more. Folks, there is incredible talent in this country, and we are so happy to be bringing it to you. And if you are or know people who are in the Niagara region, the Ottawa Valley, or in Whitehorse, I can't offer you a better quality of Christmas gift for your loved one. Tickets for all three shows, again, are on our website, cbc.ca slash laughoutloud. My name is John Cullen, and I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and curling. It's the story of Broomgate, how a single broom, yes, a broom, turned friends into foes and almost killed the 500-year-old sport of curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate, available now. All right, let's get back to the show. With a great debut set at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, here is Tracy Hamilton. Any anxious people here? Very nice. Uh, the rest of you, too anxious to clap. <laughs> That's all right. I know how it is. Yeah, I've been trying to change my perspective on my anxiety a bit lately. Like, I'm a pretty positive person, you know? Maybe you could tell that by my resting customer service face, right? <laughs> how can I help you, right? My face is stuck like this, yeah. But I've been trying to take some of that positivity and apply it to my anxiety, right? Because I think when you think about it, anxiety isn't trying to be a bully. You know, he's trying to have your back, 
right? Trying to like keep you safe, save you from embarrassment. He's on your team. So the way that I'm choosing to look at it is I am an employer. Okay, I run a business. And anxiety is just somebody who works for me. <laughs> and this is working. All right, because from this perspective, anxiety, fabulous employee. <laughs> Are you kidding? This guy's got literally every skill you could want in someone who works for you. Perfect attendance. <laughs> he shows up every day. <laughs> Even if he's not scheduled, he's just coming in on his day off like, I didn't have anything to do today, guys. <laughs> I'll be here if you need me. <laughs> not only that, he works overtime. I don't know about you, some nights my anxiety's in the office till like two or three in the morning. <laughs> Such long hours. What a dedicated employee, you know? And I mean, say what you will about the guy, you, you gotta give him this great attention to detail, right? Flawless. Like he does not miss a thing. I'll just ask him something simple like, hey, do you think this milk's still okay? And he'll give me like a 20 page report on the dangers of botulism, you know? And you can't even get that from milk. He's so thorough, you know? He also shows initiative, right? This guy's out here doing work that has not even been assigned to him. I'll just be in my office, minding my own business. He'll bust through the door like, hey boss. That's his voice, I don't know why. Hey boss, uh, been doing some thinking about that time. Uh, you know that time that you went in for a hug with Janet? And she gave you kind of a confused look as she hugged you back? And you didn't really know what that meant? Yeah, I've been doing some thinking about it. And I think maybe you guys weren't at hugging level yet in your friendship. And now she thinks you're weird. And a little handsy, honestly. Right? I didn't ask him to tell me that, you know? Correction, I didn't have to ask. Initiative! What an employable gentleman! He also works great independently. You know, I don't have to supervise him very much. There's no micromanaging needed with anxiety. If I don't have anything for him to do, he will keep busy. He'll be like, yeah, no problem, boss. I'll just be in my office going through embarrassing memories from your love life. I just got to the part where you're on the date and you ask the guy if he prefers animals with fur or without. <laughs> so I got plenty to keep me busy, you know? I stand by that question, P.S. <laughs> that did come out of my mouth on a date in a moment of panic. And at the time, it felt like a mistake. <laughs> but hey, if you're on a date and somebody tells you that they prefer animals without fur, run. <laughs> You run as fast as you can. I also have anxiety's uh, sexy cousin, depression. <laughs> People are usually surprised when they find out that I have depression. Uh, I think it's because I've got such a like, I don't know, like young Mrs. Claus energy. <laughs> I can be mentally ill and adorable, okay? I'm full of surprises, you know? <laughs> I think I do a pretty good job of managing my depression day to day. I think that it's all about looking ahead, right? It's all about like recognizing the signs that a wave is approaching so you can get out of the way before that wave hits. And honestly, I've been getting some signs lately that a wave might be on its way. I <laughs> uh, started playing The Sims again. 
yeah, that can't be good, right? I'm just building a bunch of swimming pools, taking the ladders right out, you know? All right, we got some drowning enthusiasts in the audience. That's good to know, good to know. Uh, other signs, cried all day when I found out that low-rise jeans were coming back. We all have trauma, you know? Uber Eats has started telling me that I'm a valued customer. I don't know why they thought that I would want to know that. <laughs> I didn't want that information at all. I ordered from Uber Eats recently, and when the guy went to pick up my food, it said, Michael is walking over with your order. I'm sorry, Michael is what? I don't need that. Right? I don't need you to remind me that I'm ordering from a place that's within walking distance of my house. this food to bury my depression, okay? Not increase it, Michael. Quite frankly, Michael is condescending. Michael owns a car. You know, he works for Uber. Of course he has a car. He's not just like, I got a pair of running shoes and a dream, you know? The guy's at least got a bike, right? I think that Uber Eats should team up with mental health services. This is my big idea. So they can be like, Tracy, we noticed that you've ordered from this McDonald's four times this week. Michael is walking over with your order and some cognitive behavioral therapy worksheets. They've done a lot of studies on mental health and they found that one of the best things that you can do is being of service to others. Right, things like volunteering, helping out in your community, it really boosts your happiness levels, it's really good for you. So I try to bring that stuff on board, you know? I try to do nice things for people when I can. Like, okay, here's a story. So I used to work at a cafe because I have an English degree, right? <laughs> it's just facts, you know? And at the end of the night, we used to have to throw out a lot of food and it was really sad. So what I do is if I was doing a closing shift, then I would take that food and I put it in my bag and on my walk home, if I saw anybody who I thought could use the food, I'd give them the food, right? So one day, I get off a closing shift, I got a bag full of pastries, and I'm walking home, and I see a guy asking for change, right? So I go up to him, and I'm like, hey man, um, I've got all this food if you want it, and I take the food out of my bag, and I show it to the guy, and he goes, is this gluten-free? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, okay, a fellow comedian, you know? I can vibe with that, that's fine. Like, the joke's not super funny, but... I want to make this guy feel good. That's kind of the whole point, right? So I laugh really hard at his joke, you know, really give it to him. And he just gives me this really angry look that, okay, I can't make my face look angry, so you're going to have to imagine that part. But he just gives me this really angry look. That... that tells me that he is not kidding about the gluten thing and is, like, very offended by my laughter. So I just put the food back in my bag and then I walked away, right? But then I realized that to anybody watching this interaction happen, <laughs> it looks like I just walked up to a homeless man, showed him a bunch of food, laughed at him really hard, and then walked away with all of the food. <laughs> Anxiety was in the office pretty late that night. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. I've been Tracy Hamilton. From the Burton Cummings Theatre in Winnipeg, 
That was Tracy Hamilton. And thanks to Tracy, I will never look at anxiety quite the same way again. You can head to her website, tracyhamilton.net, where you can find all her upcoming show dates. And that is it for our show. My thanks today to the Danforth Music Hall, the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, and sound engineers Kyle Kudasevich, Roberto Capretta, Ryan Harder, and Jared Hillel. And a special thanks to my producer, Lee Pitts. And finally, thank you for listening to Laugh Out Loud on CBC Radio 1 and on the free CBC Listen app. I'm Ali Hassan, and I'll see you back here real soon. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.